Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Something that is in my blog. It was in my way for life for so many years. I was living in Cuba for the dance and through the dance. For the dance and through the dance. Welcome to Voices with me, Kadambri Ragukumar. Dancing country. Everyone dance what they get. The music doesn't matter if they know or no. They dance. They just enjoy themselves. Isbert Vivio Ramos talking about his home country, Cuba. Exactly 20 years ago this month, Vivio decided to make a life in New Zealand, bringing with him his infectious love for Cuban dance. It's, it's contagious. And it is contagious. The dance scene today across New Zealand is buzzing with salsa, son and other forms of Latin dance and music. And I can testify to that as a long-time enthusiast myself. But the scene is largely what it is today thanks to 59-year-old Vivio, who's seen it grow from almost nothing. 20 years ago, one of the first things that you noticed about New Zealand? It was very quiet. I remember the first New Year Eve that I spent here. I just went out in the morning, I was like, not even a fly on the streets, like, oh my God, I said, ghost town. (laughs) Yeah, uh, (laughs) that was really something to me because I was just, previous to get here, I was spending like almost three years in London, so quiet, I said, oh my God, what do I want to do here now? (laughs) And then... And then Vivio decided he wanted to teach dance here in New Zealand, a hell of a long way from his home in the easternmost province of Cuba, where he lived in the 60s and early 70s until he was 10. Guantanamo, known not just for the controversial US Navy base, but it's also part of the island rich in natural beauty and indigenous culture. It was nice. It was nice. It was hard, very hard. The scarcity in Cuba always been there since I born. No water, no food, no this, no that. Well, we were happy. And that's a Cuban thing, he says. Not only Cuban people are very happy, happy with what they got, and try to make the most of it, and always laughing about difficult times, always laughing. In general, dance and art is a way of escaping to, of the repression, of the communist system. As Vivio alludes to, living in Cuba in the 60s wasn't easy. Communism, the Cold War, the Cuban Missile Crisis and the embargoes. But music and dance were always in Vivio's life. You have to think that Guantanamo, we got a singular situation in there, that's the U.S. Navy. And through the U.S. Navy, we received a lot of music for the radio and TV also. So we... We in Guantanamo were the cool people because we all the thing from the U.S. for the first place to, to get to Cuba for through Guantanamo. Um, so we were always dancing the last, you know, style of dancing from Soul Train Machine, all those kind of TV programs from the U.S. We were very influenced with that. 
together with the Cuban music, we were listening all of that. So the cultural diet for cool people, as Vivio says, was pretty much American jazz, baseball, soul and traditional Cuban music in these parts back then. Vivio got his big break and left the countryside in Guantanamo when he got selected to study at the prestigious National Art School in Havana. The city lights shone bright for 10-year-old Vivio. I said, oh my God, this, what is this? <laughs> I saw this just in the movie. <laughs> like the that. big city of Havana yeah. compared to Guantanamo. Oh, yes, yes. And you were only 10 on only your 10. own? Yes, I spent there seven years. So where you came from in Guantanamo, was it quite unusual that you got selected out of all these different Com- people? Completely, completely. We didn't expect that at all. Uh, but I remember those days I was a boxer. I was doing boxing and baseball at the same time. Um, Lucky me, I spent three, three months without going to school before that day. Um, when I went back to school, they just arrived. Um, they select four people from my school in the whole Guantanamo. Just me and another guy made it to Havana. So, yeah. Very special. Was your family proud? Oh, they were shocked. <laughs> they were shocked. Where do you want to go? Dance? What? <laughs> Is it quite a competitive environment in Havana to learn music and dance traditionally? It is completely a nightmare. <laughs> it's so many people. Uh, uh, remember when I started dancing, it wasn't. It was already competitive, but it wasn't like now. It's very hard. Yeah, it's very competitive. So the National School, Escuela Nacional de Arte, is a famous national monument. It's not just an institute. It was set up in 1961, born out of the Cuban Revolution and founded on the idea of taking art literacy in Cuba to a pinnacle. We we just didn't do just Cuban dance. We did ballet, all the international folklore from Europe, India, Jamaica, all those. So it's a lot of material. In the late 90s, Vivio had been touring the world as part of a salsa dance company when the last leg brought him to New Zealand in 2002. Vivio got offered a job to stay and teach dance at Nelson, and he snapped up the chance. Since then, he's had classes all across the country teaching salsa. But for Vivio, his heart is really where rumba is. Vivio says rumba is the soul of Cuban music and culture. These days, he and his partner Justine have been going really hard at promoting it in New Zealand. This deeply traditional form has solidly African roots dating back centuries. It's not your easily marketable or more socially sexy or glamorous forms like, say, salsa or bachata with all the sequins, lycra or the high heels. Rumba is grounded, inescapably magnetic and rooted in tradition. For me, it's a really privilege to teach rumba. Uh, the dance and the percussion. Uh, rumba is it's a dance that it catches you, it catches your attention, it catches your the whole your whole soul. When you really get into it, you cannot leave it because it's a it's a beat that is very contagious. Um, it's a fun fun dance. It's a very f- fun dance to do. So and complicated at the same time. It's yeah. very challenging. It's difficult to teach it. So it's a, it's a feeling, it's an energy, it's a vibration that touches people. There are so many people that don't know nothing about rumba, they're teaching salsa, 
um, teaching a lot of things. But if you have co- knowledge about rumba, it's and for Cuban folklore, it's more better because you teach it with more deep understanding of the dancing and the history and the culture. Um, it's a completely different approach. I'm in the midst of it all today. <laughs> Learning rumba is not just about the physical form or movements. You also learn some of the traditional singing and about the musicality through percussion instruments like the congas, claves or the maracas. To learn of somebody with Vivio's pedigree is, and legacy and the fact that he's learnt off all these, some of the best dance and dancers in the world is an amazing honour, you know, it's such a privilege. That's Justine, Vivio's partner. Their school, Cuban Groove, holds classes these days that are increasingly popular. But it's not easy learning rumba. It's not like your typically structured steps of, say, waltz or foxtrot that you can count. Like Vivio says, it's a feeling. Cubans dance it with love and passion and, and the way they would learn it over there is different. It's not a kind of vanillaized version of learning that we often get in the West where it's... You know. How do you rate him as a teacher? Oh, I mean, Vivio is amazing, you know. You're clearly his biggest cheerleader. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, you can see it by the way he dances. I think it's an, it's a challenging one, I think, culturally to learn somebody else's culture because, um, obviously, I don't come from it. I've never been to Cuba. <laughs> and for a lot of New Zealanders dancing, Cuban dance, you know, salsa and other dances, they haven't either. Yeah. Although quite a few have, but most haven't. So, yeah, it's always a challenge when you're looking at someone else's culture and learning it. And I guess across the salsa scene, it's similar, although I'm not sure that a lot of people are really aware of the cultural background of a lot of these dancers, to be fair. And I guess that's one of the, the um, you know, one of the ambitions of, of the Cuban groove as well is to sort of draw attention perhaps to some of those, the, the, the background of these dancers. For me, it's not that big a departure. I think some, somehow it's in all of us a little bit, those rhythms, you know. Becoming a fairly recent advocate for dance, uh, for learning dance and performance is that, you know, the more support that, that the dancing community has from, you know, government and councils um, and people attending classes is really important because it's such a beautiful art form, you know. I mean, it encompasses everything. It's so egalitarian. It just, it doesn't matter what age. We have people um, from 20 through to 70 dancing with us um, from maybe more than 20 countries Um, and all different walks of life, so it's a great leveller. (laughs) So you were celebrating 20 years? 20 years in New Zealand. Oh, my God, so blessed. (laughs) 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 Yes. More than a celebration, also, it's a way of say thank you to New Zealand for accept me and accept my culture in this country and kind of spoil me because New Zealand has spoiled me so much. <laughs> I'm just grateful. When was the last time you went to Cuba? Ten years ago. Do you uh, miss it? Uh, I miss my family, but I don't miss the system. Isbert Vivio Ramos, or Vivio as we call him in our dance community, celebrates 20 years this month of living and teaching Cuban dance in New Zealand. 
I'm Kadambri Raghukumar, your weekly host and producer of this podcast, Voices. Catch us every week on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else you get your podcasts from, and on the RNZ website too. Today's episode was mixed by Flo Wilson, and I'm Kadambri Raghukumar. Thanks for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.